that the Cleveland, I mean, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, we were talking about yesterday that they'll implode when the playoffs start. Yeah. The last time they won a home home, mm-hmm. which is when you have the advantage, yeah, as we know. Allegedly. Home playoff game was nineteen ninety four. Yes. They've won a couple on the road. Mm-hmm. But not at home. Not at home. They've been beaten by uh, I remember the year in two thousand I think it was two thousand four that neither their defense or the Indianapolis defense stopped each other. It was just back and forth stuff. Speaking of back and forth stuff, hockey is back tonight. Yeah. The National Hockey League and the Stanley Cup champions will be in action right here on 105 Sports as the Boston Bruins take on the Washington Capitals tonight. Right now, the man, the myth, the legend, Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily joins us on the phone for his first hit of the year. Tim, good morning. Good morning, everyone from Washington, D.C., where I'm in a sea of uh, hype for the... Um for the banner night here and all sorts of protests going on as usual. All sorts of protests. Really? That's great. It seems like a great... I was down in D.C. for the... Um, I went down for the Red Sox uh, National Series over the summer and like we just stopped by the White House for a second. You want to talk about an absolute gong show out in front of that building like with people and their things and their flags and their protests and their stuff and then all of a sudden somebody's like, hey, you guys gotta move, somebody's leaving. And then bang, everybody clears out. Like, what a what a hive of, what a hive, it was like Tatooine is right in front of the White House now. Yeah, I guess so. I'm just waiting for a job at the hut to um, appear. There. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they have uh, Princess Leia there as their slave. Maybe, uh, maybe. 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 I know what? Chewbacca and Han Solo are frozen somewhere now, then. I like that. I like that idea. I like that idea. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about this team and kind of how it's... Um, what are some changes... For folks that didn't follow the team in the offseason, because I think, honestly, sometimes there are signings that happen when somebody's on vacation, and they're like, oh, I didn't know they signed that guy, and it happens all the time. From, from the end of last year, we know Rick Nash isn't back right now. What are some of the changes on this team from last year to this year when we last saw the Boston Bruins? Well, they have some holes to fill, not only uh, the uh, second line right green from Rick Nash, but third line uh, center with uh, the other Nash, Riley Nash, is off to Columbus. Um, They did have a couple of signings in the offseason with uh, John Moore, Chris Chris Wagner within there, Halak to replace Hudobin as the backup. But, um, uh, yeah, and they're going to rely more on the younger guys, I think, to fill some of those uh, roles like Ryan Donato, like a Danton Heinen. And even some uh, other rookies that, uh, and now we have Tory Krug injured. You know, I'm jumping ahead myself a little bit, but that's a big hole they need to fill within the first few weeks. And right now we're looking at either Matt Grizzly or uh, Euro Bakken in the 2017 first round pick to uh, fill that hole. Obviously, they walked out on the uh, John Tavares sweepstakes. He's now in Toronto. But, I mean, they, they didn't make the marquee splash, but they made the depth um the depth moves that I think they needed to make a little bit, but I think they're still the roster as it stands now. Either the young guys are really going to have to take another step forward, like the Dodano and the Heighton, or they're going to have to go out and get a top six forward. We've heard Artemi Panarin's name in there in trade talks over the last, I don't know, six, seven, eight months, it seems like. It's never ending. I don't think it ever will be. So there's your name on the rumor right now, on the rumor mill right now. Talking with Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily. Tim, it seems as though um, 
They've struggled, especially with that second line right wing. They're gonna looks like they're gonna start with Donato there, mm-hmm. and he's on his off wing, which is successful for some guys. Some guys don't handle it quite as well. Um, any right hand, uh, you know, second line right wingers that you can see in the future? Anybody in the in the pipeline coming, or are they gonna have to go out and well, get I somebody? Think some of them are still a couple of years away, and they're mostly centers. Now, if they had to ask David Dax to move to right wing, I don't think that's the best scenario for him to be a second-line right winger right now. But if all else still, they'll have to go to him, I think, play with Krejci and DeBrock, which could add a little bit of a dynamic, given a bigger forward there. And I think that would complement yeah. uh, DeBrusque well, and Krejci's played well with power forwards. But in terms of Donato, he's got a quick shot, um, and he has... He, he is better wing than he is at center, and I think uh, and that could really benefit a guy like Krejci who wants to get the puck off rather quickly, and that can also help a guy like DeBrusque who can muck in front and not looking for the rebounds and tip-ins there. Talking with Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily and BruinsDaily.com. Um, Halak has, has played a lot uh, for recent years for the Islanders. Are you thinking he's going to be, what, 25, 30 starts? in a perfect world for them so they can keep I, Tuka yeah, fresh for the late season? Yes, that would be ideal. Um, and and we saw how Anton Hudobin really uh, took the pressure off Tuka Rask uh, last year with that amount of starts. Um, Bruce Cassidy wasn't shy at going to Hudobin three or four games in a row. And if that situation were to occur again where Tuka's struggling or dealing with a little bit of an injury, then he's not going to be shy of putting Yaroslav Palak in there. Now his days from Montreal uh, and that incredible playoff run in 2010 are long behind them, and he had some good years after that in St. Louis. But I think this is a perfect role for him right now as a backup, and maybe um, he could catch uh, some eye from the uh, other teams in the NHL when he's on the market again, maybe being a 1A or 1B role down the road. But right now this is a great spot for him, I think. I re- recently read a thing where Tuca was like, I don't know, wasn't wasn't in the top ten goaltenders or something like that. What what do you think? Like, I mean, what where are we looking at goaltender wise right now? Is there like a is there a drought on goaltenders in the National Hockey League? You know, in terms of like upper end guys or, you know, it, what what is the state of goaltending around the league right now? And now we're gonna have a it looks like a thirty second team getting added in, so you're gonna have another Vegas situation in a couple of years yeah. too, possibly. So I think right now with Sergei Bobrovsky of Columbus, Andre Vasilevsky's in there, Connor Hellebuck had a hell of a year in Winnipeg last year, and then Flory had a great playoff run, and we're here in Washington, Brayden Holtby. I think those are at least to, to be considered in the uh, top five, and then you've got everyone else. Um, Tuka, I mean, he's not an elite goalie anymore, but he's still the Bruins' best chance to win. I still think he's a top 10, top 15 goalie and what are debatable uh, uh, anyone can create them and anyone can be um, and can have reasonable lists there I think uh, the, uh, having Tukarask in that 10 to 15 spot is uh, more than reasonable right at this point of his career talking with Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily BruinsDaily.com Tim do you know uh, off the top of your head how long uh, Tuka's contract is for I believe it's for at least the next two or three years. I need to look at cap friendly uh, there. But, um, yeah, I do believe it's in that range. And we're looking at that. Um, 
it's not a very tradable contract for sure. I know we were no. talking about trades uh, last and during the off season they were to sign John Tavares, and I think David Krejci would be the one who would have uh, gone, obviously, if that were the case. But um, they, they don't have the luxury of trying to move some uh, cap space around with some of those contracts, even though they have some cap room. But I don't know if other teams will want a David Krejci or even a Tukarask at this point of his career. Talking with Tim yeah. Rosenthal from Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily.com. That's a really good point. Like, we talk about how you can make cap space all the time, but it does take a two-to-tango sort of deal there. And I, there's, you know, sometimes it's like you get a fantasy football team and you've got no running backs. You want to go get a running back, but it's like, okay, what do I have to offer somebody? And if you don't have anything to offer somebody, then you're on the waiver wire, pal. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I think it's tough to trade that Krejci contract uh, specifically. Without moving any salary, absolutely. It worked out a little bit last year where they uh, were able to take half of uh, Bolesky's contract in that trade with um, Nash to the Rangers there, and um, that gave them a little bit more cap space for this year. I think um, they're in a better situation cap-wise than they were before. A lot of that has to do with the young guys developing well. But we're looking at this year and next year where a lot of those entry-level deals are going to uh, expire, including this year Charlie McAvoy and Brandon Carlo are due uh, new contracts. And I believe uh, McAvoy will be looking for a longer-term contract. I think he deserves it at this point, maybe similar to a David Pasternak deal where when his entry-level contract expires, maybe a little bit more just because um, in terms of salary, just because – those type of defensemen are few and far between in today's NHL. What, uh, Tim, what about Bjork? Uh, I've watched a couple of the preseason games, not all the way through, but most of them, and he looked pretty good. And then all of a sudden, I think there's a question whether he's going to be on the roster to start the season. Yeah, I believe that the end will release all the 31 rosters. I believe he's on it. He's going to be an extra for the time being just because of the guy's who surpassed him last year, including Donato coming in late in the season. But I would not be surprised if it all goes well during the first two weeks. He'll probably have to go down to Providence. But I would not be surprised if York came around for a little bit and uh, finds his way into the lineup early on in the season. Whether uh, What role he'll play is anyone's guess. Maybe he starts on the fourth line or a third line. But uh, he'll have to work his way back up in the lineup if he wants to be considered in that top six, for sure. We're talking with Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily and BruinsDaily.com. Boston Bruins open their regular season tonight. Of course, you can hear it right here on 105 Sports, AM 1240, AM 780, as the Bruins take on the Capitals. Uh, Just looking around the league this year, Tampa and Toronto got a hell of a lot better. Uh, yes, they did, and Tampa got better from within. They didn't make any big splashes or anything. Now, the interesting thing there was Eiserman shockingly announcing that he resigned uh, right before training camp there. And Toronto, with the addition of Tavares, that adds a lot more firepower. However, I do think Toronto did not improve defensively there. That's going to be their Achilles heel until they address it. And I don't think they have the... They should have the confidence going with that same blue line in the playoffs if, um, if that seems to be the case in April because we saw what the Bruins did last year in that Game 7. They absolutely shredded that D um, for 60 minutes and a reason why they advanced to Round 2. All right, my last question for you before I get you out of here. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle expansion. Looks like that got basically like most of the final hurdles, hurdles are all done with that. Um, the team that there's two teams that I think about. I think it's great that Seattle is going to get a hockey team. I think that's all wonderful. There's two cities that I think about anytime expansions mentioned, anytime uh, anything like that is mentioned. I think of Quebec and I think of Hartford. Mm. Are there Absolutely. any team? Are there any teams right now that you could see that would possibly move? Because it doesn't. It looks like the the National Hockey League has committed to staying in Arizona regardless of how much money uh, they lost over the years. And I I haven't really heard a lot about the Panthers. Are there any teams out there that are in danger that could move to either Quebec or Hartford right now? And because it doesn't, I, I can't imagine this league is going to go to 34 teams. So I would assume uh, a, a movement would be the only other way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, unless uh, things go really awry in Ottawa, we know how much of a dumpster fire that organization is right now. But if they really go awry and don't have a new situation, maybe they consider other relocation options. Same with Calgary. They still don't have an arena. They And that fell through and, uh, because of uh, allocation to taxpayers there. And I don't think they are will necessarily move, but if, re- if things really go awry, those are two franchises that could be on the rumor mill in the years to come. I just, I want a team back in Quebec. I want a hockey team back in Quebec City and I want a baseball team back in Montreal so that I have a Absolutely. reason to go to Quebec. Because other than that right now, it's like, you need to talk yeah. me into... Going to see Johnny Manziel, like, I could... I, that's just not... That's not getting me there, you know? No, that's not getting me to cross the border. Up there right now, they're a dumpster fire, too. Right, exactly. Don't Ex- expect me to drive. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Tim Rosenthal, Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily.com. Enjoy Washington, D.C. I will catch up with you soon. I'm hoping to get down to level nine at least a couple of times this year. So uh, we'll, we'll, we might even catch up in person, Timmy. Yes, definitely. We'll love to have you in Boston. So anytime you're right. here, just let me know. I will, I will do that. All right. We'll talk to you next Wednesday, my friend. All right. See you. Thank you. That's Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily and BruinsDaily.com here on the Beatles Daily from the Spectrum Health Care Partner Studios across the MBR Radio Network.